Father, we just want to thank you once again this morning, O oh Lord. We are here in your house on the last day of the sixth month. Half of this year will be over. And Father, even as we are here in your house this evening, this morning, O oh Lord, and this evening, whatever time, your children are gathered all around the world, I pray that you would speak to us. We want to hear your voice. Beyond the voice of man, we long to hear you. Your word says, O oh Lord, that the entrance of the word brings light, brings light. And it's only when we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus will cleanse us from all sin. And therefore this morning, O oh Lord, I pray that you would unfold your word. Cause us to walk in your light. And even as we judge our hearts in the light of your word, that you would cleanse us by your blood and sanctify us. Our attitudes, our thoughts, our motives, and our actions and our behavior will be transformed a little more into the likeness of your son. Lord, even as we receive your word by faith, fill us with your spirit. Let our anointing increase even as we finish the study. Thank you, Father. Come at this time into your hands. Anoint the speaking and the hearing of this word. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we'll turn to Matthew chapter 24. First, let's read from verse, just read a couple, two verses, 12 and 13. Matthew chapter 24, verses 12 and 13. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Okay. See, um, Christian life is not easy. It's a lot. It's a long obedience in a single direction. <clears throat> Excuse me. Alright, it's a long obedience in a single direction. So, it says, love of many will grow cold, but we have to endure till the end. Um, we've been looking at, uh, through our, through our midweeks, I mean, through us, through us, through the week that we, we look at prayer, and we see that prayer is not an easy exercise. Consistently to pray, to have a consistent word life is not easy. Just want to look at a couple of verses um, as to why this enduring is important and what is the reason why we should endure. It says in Galatians chapter 6, do not be deceived, verses 7 onwards. Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 onwards. This is 7 to 9. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And therefore, let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we will reap. Okay, Let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we will reap. If we do not lose heart. Now the Point is, what causes us to grow weary? 
in the context of these three verses we looked at, 7 to 9, if I were to ask you this question, what causes us to grow weary? Do not grow weary in while doing good, it says, right? So if you look at verses 7, 8 and 9, what is doing good? So that we may reap. What causes us to grow weary? Answer is very simple, straightforward. Yes? Anybody? Sowing to the spirit <laughs> consistently causes us to grow weary. Obviously, right? That is the reason why he says don't grow weary in sowing in the spirit. If I were to paraphrase this this uh, this uh, um, verse, don't grow weary in sowing to the spirit so while doing good, and what is doing good? While you sow in the spirit, you will what? Reap. Reap. Because if you sow to the spirit, you will reap everlasting life. And we want to reap everlasting life. And if you want to reap everlasting life, we have to sow to the spirit. And what is the process which causes us to grow weary? It is sowing to the spirit. And sowing to the spirit can be weary. I was looking at it you know, in, in my in my own life. I mean, I don't have to look. The, the laboratory is right here. The laboratory is not outside. You can test. That's the reason. Examine yourself. Test yourself. Judge yourself. Everything self-self. You have to judge that fellow. Okay. Consistent word life is not always an enjoyable exercise. Read through Leviticus and First Chronicles, the first nine chapters, and tell me, <laughs> I get so excited. First Chronicles chapter one to verse, which are from verses one to um, chapters one through nine. Boy, genealogy after genealogy after genealogy, genealogy, genealogy. But in those genealogies, if you take a fine tooth comb, you'll have prayers like prayers of Jabez. Okay, okay. sons of Issachar. Where do you find all this? <laughs> in the book of Chronicles, in the first nine chapters, you will find all these treasures hidden. It's a glory of God to conceal a matter and it's a glory of to kings to search it out. So it, it is not an enjoyable. Like, I mean, it, sometimes you really enjoy reading the word, but sometimes it can be really tough. For example, Joshua, the first 11, 12 chapters, enjoyable exercise. From 13 chapters onwards is a distribution of the land. It's not so exciting. Okay. And especially if you're, if you're having this thing about going through the Bible in a year, you say, Lord, I mean, but you have to go through. You, you read through them and you find some treasures if you really search. Okay. Judges may be uh, very nice and fast, uh, but they're not, the narrative part of the Bible is kind of easy, but uh, Leviticus, not easy. Exodus chapter, till chapter 14, it's great, it's fantastic, I mean, till 17 maybe. And then you have the law, and then you have the def, this entire description of the tabernacle, and uh, what Bachelor did, he did this, he did this, he did this, my goodness, the entire description of the tabernacle, not an easy exercise. Okay, reading the word, reading the word, I mean, to determine to read the word, consistently, constant, constantly, so that you enjoy and draw out of it is not an easy exercise. I mean, you can know it. I mean, I'm not talking about big, big things, simple things that we do on a daily basis. Consistent prayer life is not a cakewalk, for sure. That is the reason why the question is, will this, when the Son of Man comes, will he find? Witness, witnessing and preaching consistently. You come to the preaching ministry, you'll know. Okay. It's called, uh, knife, uh, you're walking on a knife, walking on a knife edge, right? Then, Showing cons hospitality consistently. 
without grumbling. Is it, is it easy? How many of you think it's easy? Oh, it's not. Okay. In Galatians chapter 6, I mean, if you look at this in immediate context in Galatians chapter 6, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Okay. So this is not easy. It's a battle. The flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit after the flesh. And these two are at variance, some translations, contrary okay, to one another. But, but the good news is, the truth of the matter is, if you look, uh, if you look at Romans chapter 5, some, something, something very interesting about the new nature has been given to us. Romans chapter 5 is very interesting. It says, Romans chapter 5 verses 18 <coughs> to 19. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteousness, or rather, one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Now, look at this. This is very interesting. When Adam sinned, in Adam we all sinned and therefore we were made sinners in Adam. We were made sinners. In other words, we don't have to really struggle to sin. We don't have to make plans as to how to sin. It's the natural act of Adam. Therefore, in Adam all die. Because we are all made sinners in Adam, positionally as well as functionally. (laughs) Okay, positionally we were made sinners. That is the reason why it says, even though someone did not sin in the similitude of Adam, death reigned in all of them. Who are they? Babies. Death reigned. So as long as you are in Adam, you have death reigning. So you are positionally wicked and functionally wicked. Functionally a sinner, basically. Similarly, the moment you are born again, and you come into Christ... By one man's act of obedience, that's what Jesus, that is Jesus talking about Jesus, many are what? Made righteous, meaning all of us are not just positionally righteous, Jesus has given us his very own seed, He by his own will he has begotten us by the word of truth so that we might be like the kind of first fruits after his creation, right? So we are just not... People who are become positionally righteous, it's not like it's changing a label. For example, there's a salt box, which is labeled salt. I change the label and put sugar. It doesn't become sugar. Something has to happen inside. Okay. I have to empty the salt, put the sugar, and then put the label, right? Okay. So similarly, similarly, just because by change, it's not changing label. It's just not position. Something has happened the moment we are born again into the kingdom of God, when we have trusted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we have obeyed and repented truly what has, what has happened, we have been birthed from above, born from above. We are just not being made positionally righteous. We also have the seed which produces righteousness in, in, in us. And that has to grow. And that is the reason why we have to keep on sowing in the spirit so that that particular seed which is born of God continues to grow. You understand? So that is the reason why we come to the teaching of the word of God. Hmm? Ephesians chapter 4, <clears throat> verse 20 onwards. Okay, this is from verses 20 to 24. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20 to 24. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him. Beautiful, isn't it? 
You have to learn him. In order to learn him, you have to be taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. So we are all in Jesus and the truth is in Jesus. We have to be learned, we have to be, uh, we have to learn him and we should be taught by him. Therefore, even through the preaching of the word, through the lips of Vijay, I'm praying, Lord, it's not me. You teach us. You teach us. Okay. All our children will be taught of the Lord. Everyone who has been taught by God comes to me. That's what he says in John's Gospel chapter 6. Remember that? So he says, taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. So what should you do? That you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows which is growing corrupt, okay? Which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. It's not just lusts. It's what? Deceitful lusts. It's lusts gone wrong, in other words. The word for lust is desire. Intense desire. And even, uh, Bible says, the spirit that is inside of us lusteth to envy. There is a lust which is which is godly lust in other words. I mean, if you have to use that word, I'm using it very, uh, uh, very, very uh, contextually. Desires gone wrong are deceitful lusts. Okay, God has put desires inside of us. Okay, we sing that song, Joy of my desire, all-consuming fire, God of glory. And I worship you in spirit and in truth. You see, that is a desire. So the, the, there is a des- the, 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 there are there are old lusts, the lusts which have gone wrong. That is in the flesh. And that flesh is growing, that the old man is growing corrupt because of deceitful lust that has to be put off. That's the old man. And be what? Renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on. Okay, so this is what has to happen. The process is to renew your mind. Or uh, other translations will use the word attitude of your mind to the spirit of your mind that you put off the new man which was created according to God in what? True righteousness. That's interesting, isn't it? Why should you qualify righteousness? You know, one of the things that uh, Abigail is being taught is, what is adjective? What is... Till this time, till this slide, you're okay, right? Okay, okay, fine. Go to slide number eight. Yeah. We look at Genesis chapter 26. Few verses. We'll read them and then we will learn from them. <coughs> okay? So, Genesis chapter 26. And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to unto Abimelech, the king of Philistines, and to Gerar. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, and, and said, go, go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and I will bless thee, for unto thee, and unto thy seed, I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father, and I will make thee, and and I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of the heaven, and I will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. The whole objective of putting the KJV Bible is to zero in on that word, thy seed. Okay? Could, if you've, if you've been following our teachings, you understand what I'm talking about. Shall all the nations of the earth be blessed? Okay, that's the only seed which will bless all the nations is the seed which is Christ. Okay. Because that Abraham, because that Abraham obeyed my voice, kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. 
And I will make, okay, sorry, my, my structures. So then, then Isaac sowed, verse 12. Uh, then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year an hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him and the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. Good old KJV is so beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> a great store of servants. <laughs> As if you can go to the store and pull out a servant <laughs> and buy one. I mean, it's, it's remarkable. <laughs> mm, okay, so one man of God said, no, you should, everybody is from the English speaking world said, said, he said, should have a KJV Bible, even if you don't read it, simply because so many of the idioms in the English language are derived from the KJV Bible. In fact, KJV Bible is the bedrock, if you will, is the is the foundation of of English literature, if you will. Okay, and many of English literature uh, is drawn from KJV Bible. And if you have to, if you want to really enjoy Pilgrim's Progress, you should know the KJV Bible. Actually, not any other Bible. Modern day Pilgrim's Progress and all they have been diluted. Okay, I mean, somebody said, no, I think it's A.W. Tozer. He said, he said, we have the easiest translations and the most compromised church. Is there a relationship between the two? We have the easiest translations and the most compromised church. Is there a relationship between the two? Come up and be there. Okay. I'm not saying that we should be only KJV only. So I'm just saying that this is, uh, this is something which compels us to think. For he had possessions of it. So let's, let's look at this, uh, this, this passage. We like this and Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold. I mean, it's like, you know, get rich quick scheme. No, this is not obviously talking about, um, um, just f- uh, physical reality. There's so many spiritual truths that we have to, uh, look at. And we know, like, as Isaac was, we are also like Isaac, sealed according to the promise. It says in Galatians chapter 4 verse 28. Right? So, there's so many spiritual truths that we have to learn from here. We've looked at it in so many contexts, but something else we can look at today. Something, some more, some, something deeper. Hopefully. First, it says, in Genesis chapter 26, verse 1, it says, and there was a famine in the land. This is talking about Isaac. Where Isaac was dwelling, there was famine. Now let me tell you something. This world is a famished place and it cannot satisfy the soul. Especially the believer. You should look at uh, some of the psalmists, how they speak, I mean, when they pray, when they're really longing after God, the kind of vocabulary they use. We know these psalms very well. Psalm 63, verse 1 onwards. A psalm of David, when he was in the desert of Judah. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and a parched land where there is no water. What does famine mean? What is lacking? Especially water is lacking. Okay. See? So exactly. And there was famine in the land. So you you are Isaac, you are born of the spirit. Isaac symbolizes the type of Christ and also the type of the believer who is born of the spirit, who is born of the word and who is born of the truth. And you know what? For the believer, this place that he is living in is a parched land and nothing of this world can satisfy him. This is famine. And what can only satisfy you is the word of God. It is the, it is the, is a water from heaven. Okay. 
Guide me thou, O great Jehovah. Pilgrims through this barren land. Okay. Feed me. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven. Feed me till I want no more. Feed me. That's the reason why Jesus says, anyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But if you, if you drink of the water that I give you, you will never thirst. But the water which I give you will start welling up inside of you and will become fountains of living water. You see. This, therefore this world, it's famished. I mean, every every relationship in this world is famished. That's the reason why you have the book called the book of Ecclesiastes. No, he has become a preacher. <laughs> the words of the preacher. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, the, the very interesting word in Hebrew, I exactly don't remember the word. Uh, the word of a preacher, the word in Hebrew is the guy who is in a senate. There is an opposition party and there is a four party. And he's arguing. Who is the opposition? Himself. Who is the four? Himself. He's arguing with himself. And he's trying to tell what is the life under the sun. Not S-O-N, but S-U-N. Looks like. And he says, you know what? Everything is vanity, vanity, vanity. Searching after the wind and nothing will satisfy you. At the end of the, the, the conclusion of the matter is this. Fear the Lord and keep his commandments. For it is the whole what of man? Duty of man. I like the word duty. I love it. Two words I am falling in love with these days is respect and duty. What is that? Respect and duty. Because there's two things that we don't lack in, the, in our generation. We don't have respect, don't have a responsibility called a, a, a spirit of duty. I'll tell you what respect is. I mean, I, I, I'm very tough with my children, especially huh, the elder one. Oh, if any element of disrespectable attitude is there, she's going to be taken to task. Why? It's interesting. Remember, remember. When Cain and Abel bring an offering to God, it says, God had respect unto whom first? Abel. I mean, God respects. He shows respect to his own own people. His fallen nation, uh, uh, creation, he shows respect. God is the one who shows respect. He had respect unto Abel and his offering. He did not have respect. And he says, you have to gain my respect, Abel. I'm oh, sorry, Cain. If you do well, will you not be? Actually, will you not be respected? Because everybody wants what? And we have a saying in our language, right? Give respect. Take respect. Respect and duty. These two things we do not have in our culture. Hmm? Especially in our modern culture. Respect and duty. For this is the whole duty of him. I'm not going to diverge. I'm just putting it out as a, as a free lesson. Okay. Don't have to pay anything for that. I thirst for you. So this world is a parched place. Nothing of this world will satisfy. And Isaac has to learn his lesson. If you want to grow spiritually, nothing in this world is going to make you grow spiritually. Nothing of this world. It's a famine. It's a famished place. The world has nothing to offer to your spirit. Understand that. Look at what it says in Psalms 42 verses 1 and 2. As the deer pants for the water brooks, water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for you. For the living God, when shall I come and appear in his presence? In other words, this guy is longing to come to the house of God. He wants to come there and to behold the beauty of God and to inquire in his temple and to hear the voice of God. You know why? Because he's gone out and he's been parts of this world cannot offer anything good to you. I'm telling you my personal testimony. When I used to work in the university, boy, uh, we had Sunday service. 
those days it was not as long. I wish it was long. It was only one hour, 15 minutes, but not, not this long. But after we finished the service, we go back to our works. We didn't have any evening service. Next day onward, work starts. By the time Monday, Tuesday was over, over Wednesday, by afternoon, my goodness, we are, I was to get so discouraged. I mean, it, the world is, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm doing anything sinful per se, but the, the world system in itself just drags you down. And you know something, I used to long to come back to church on Wednesdays. <laughs> and when I used to come to church, my God, it was like a, you know, you know, when you, when you are tired and you're parched and you ask for water, and, you, and, you, and if you're given Pepsi, you will hate Pepsi, you'll chuck it on his face and you'll say, give me what? Water. That's exactly what my feeling was. By the time I used to finish the Wednesday service, boy, I used to feel cleansed, washed. You see? It's like, you know, all the dirt, as if I was like, I came from like, all my body is sweaty, it's stinking, smelly, you know, when you have, when you come from, uh, from, from, uh, from uh, driving through traffic, not even walking in traffic, driving through, tra- through traffic in summer or even in winter, because there are only two uh, temperatures in Hyderabad, hot and hotter. Okay, winters also are hot in the mornings. So you are sweaty or smelly, and then you go and take a warm water shower, how do you feel? Bah! Sampurna snan. Okay. That's exactly my feeling by the time I used to finish the witnesses service. Boy! <laughs> cleansed and washed. And I used to tell pastor, thank you so much. Every time. There was a release. Witnesses service was, in fact, the more important service in the week was the witnesses service more than the Sunday service. At least because Sunday service, at least Saturday, you are like free and you are like, you know, you are kind of, kind of getting prepared and uh, you had some kind of a, um, you know, worship practice, etc. You had done that. But Wednesday, I used to long for it. So I, I'm telling you honestly, I used to long, long for Wednesday service. You know why? Because this world is famished, my dear brothers. You can do the best of, of, of the jobs. You can have the best of the paypacks. But let me tell you, it will famish you. It's got nothing to offer you. Nothing. There was a famine in the land. So that you know what? Why was there a famine in the land? So that you can be your your appetite for the thirst for God's can be for for God and for the word of God can be titillated. That can be awakened. It's only when the staff of bread is broken that we will thirst for the real word. Understand that? You see, two sins that Jeremiah keeps on saying. What are the sins of what are the two sins he says? Jeremiah chapter two. My people, my people. He's not talking about the world. My people who's, whom, to whom he has been engaged to, if you will, betrothed to. My people have committed how many sins? Two sins. They have forsaken me, the fountain, the spring of living water, and have dug, so look at this, uh, what did I underline? They have dug their own systems, broken systems that they can hold water. They have forsaken me, and they have dug their own. This is essentially the life of sin. Forsaking God, digging your own. Eventually your grave. Forsake me, have their own. See, what is the essence of wickedness? If I were to ask you the definition of wickedness according to the Bible, what will you say? Huh? Excuse me? Hmm. Let's see, no? Isaiah chapter 55. 
Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way. To have your own way is wickedness. That is wickedness. If we all like sheep have gone astray and we have all turned what? Everyone to our own way and the Lord has laid upon him what? The iniquity of us all. Therefore, what is iniquity? Your own way. That is, that is wickedness. That is not necessarily doing uh, wrong things. You can do good things your own way. You can do your own good. And feel very good about it. But it is your own way. And according to the Bible, it is what? Wickedness. So let the wicked forsake his way. An unrighteous man, his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him. And to our God. For he will abundantly pardon. And look at what it says. Next verse. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither my ways are your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are high above the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And you'll see. You go into the world. You can be doing whatever it is. It is impossible for you not to be dirtied by the what? By the thoughts and the and the principles and the ideologies of this world. That is the reason why he says you are to wash one another's feet. What is washing one another's feet? Cleanse yourselves with all the thoughts. And Peter says, Lord, give me a bath. He says, huh, you just came from the world. All I need to give you is a washing of your feet. Washing, cleansing. What should you have? The gospel of feet. Your feet has to be shod with the gospel of peace. And when you go into the world and you take something of the world, you lose your peace, man. You actually become peace, peace. You totally, I'm telling you honestly, by the time, I can tell you honestly from my own experience, no, by the time Tuesday is over, Wednesday is over, I used to have two classes, uh, teaching B-Tech students first year, you, it's, and used to drive me, dad used to drive me crazy, lab used to drive me crazy, I mean, by the time I'm come on Wednesday evening, I'm like, Lord, speak to me, Lord. <laughs> and you would see every time the Lord would appear, no, he would just come on time and wash. Because the word of God is always the enemy to do, enemy to, enemy to dirt. It washes you. It is an enemy of all the dirt that you gather from this world. Okay, we'll come to that. So famished. You're famished. Therefore, blessed are the who? According to Matthew chapter 5 verse 6. Blessed or happy. Happy is are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. So if you're genuinely born again, if you are genuinely been birthed by the word of God, you will hunger and thirst after his righteousness. His righteousness. You will hunger. That is something which will happen to you. And if it is not there, what will happen? You will feel famished. Famished. You will say, oh, you know what's going on. And it's like, you know, when, uh, when, what happens when you, uh, when you uh, are thirsty, your tongue starts sticking to your roof of your mouth. It can't move. That's, that's what happens if, uh, to a guy who's dying of thirst. His tongue starts sticking to his roof. Okay. And when you are really parched, you know what? You just don't need a drink of water. You need to just swim in that water and drink the same water maybe. I don't know. It's not going to kill you. Okay. <laughs> Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be filled or satisfied. Do you realize your hunger? That is the reason for famine. Hmm. Famine there. Okay, so there was a famine in the land. And let me tell you something, my dear brothers and sisters. That's what he says in Hosea. I'm going to send a famine. Famine of not of bread of water, but of what? 
Can you finish that? Of the hearing of the word. It's not that the word of God is not available. <laughs> your, your hearing is not there. You don't have the appetite for the word. Because something else has just destroyed that appetite. You got it? So blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be filled. So, there's a famine. And in that famine, God speaks something to Isaac in Genesis chapter 26. And the Lord appeared. Just stop there for a minute, okay? And the Lord appeared and did what? It's a question. Did you show them an apparition? Oh, what is this? No. The Lord appeared to him and said, that's what it means. Whenever the Lord appears, he speaks. If the Lord has not spoken, he has not. Ah, you have seen an apparition. Okay. <laughs> you understand? And the Lord, that is the reason why it says, the word of the Lord came to him. What is the word of the Lord coming to him? The Lord appearing to him. These are all revelations. Okay. In other words, Isaac, for you to grow, for you to have the ability to sow in the spirit, one of the things that you need to constantly be in a position where you will hear his voice. You see, if you look at the book of Proverbs, the dominating theme of the book of Proverbs, the dominating, if it, if I were to just summarize the entire book of Proverbs into one word, what will that be? If, if I were to ask me, the word is here. That's it. H-E-A-R. That's it. Do everything it takes to hear. And the word for in Hebrew is Shema, which also means to obey, to hear and to obey. So the Lord appeared. So it is a revelation of the word. Why is this important? Why is this important for a believer who's born of the word of God, who's been born again of the spirit of God? He needs to have a vision for his life. My people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Is what you say? Agree? But how do you get the knowledge? The revelation. It is the knowledge of the Holy One, which is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One, which is understanding. It is the revelation that you need. That is the reason why uh, Proverbs chapter 29, 2 times 9 is 18, easy to remember. Is what? Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law is happy. You know when you have, when you get really, real happiness? You know, everybody is want, is, 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 uh, what is that? Life, liberty and the pursuit of? Happiness. When you are really happy, when you keep the law, but when do you perish? When there is no vision, when there is no revelation, when there is no seeing, when there is no prophetic vision. Look at what it says in um, NIV, the same, same verse in the NIV translation, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. Now what does that restraint mean? It's just not meaning that they live, like the, live uh, whatever, the, I mean, uh, it's just not living the way you want to live. And casting off restraint in all your pleasures or your No, no, no. You will live without a purpose. That's what it means. You will have no purpose in your life. There's no, what do you call, focus in all the energies that God has given you. You see? That is the reason why after you're born again, it is very, very important for you to discover your purpose. Why did God give me new birth? 
Why did God give me new birth? Why was I born again? Is it? Do I believe in evolution? There is no purpose. No. What? What do atheists believe in? There was no purpose for which we were created. We were created by an accident. There is no purpose for us for us to live here, and we are going into a place where there is no purpose. But it is not God. God is not like that. God says, "I have created you for a purpose, and you live for a purpose, and you fulfill that purpose, and until you have that purpose and found that purpose." And the most important thing is to discover your purpose. And that is a constant unfolding. It doesn't happen in a day. What would you want me to do, Lord? Said Apostle Paul. And what did God say? Go there and it will be told you. It will unfold. When was he commissioned to the ministry? For first three and a half years, he was there in the deserts of Arabia. Listening and all getting all the junk out of his system. And then he goes to Antioch and then when, after several years, when he is in Antioch, when they are fasting and praying, they have uh, teachers over there, they have prophets over there, they have apostles over there, they have all kinds of people, elders over there, they are fasting and praying and the Holy Spirit says, what does it say? Separate Barnabas and Paul, Saul, Saul, he doesn't, it's still not Paul, by the way in Acts chapter 13 he will become Saul, we'll come to that, how and when does he become Saul. So it says, separate unto me Saul and Barnabas for the ministry that I have, uh, call them to, uh, call them for, and after they have prayed and fasted, they lay hands upon them, and it says, and they are sent by the Holy Spirit into the mission field. How are elders commissioned into the mission field? By fasting and praying and by the laying on of hands and not by election. I know because I was part of one in my old mainland church. We are proposing, Vijay, for treasury. How many? First aid, second aid, third aid, finished. Treasurer. Have you, have you, has he been tested? One is president, one is secretary. None of them know the word. None of us would know the word. What are they? Secretary, treasurer, president. All positions given. You see? You see? What, what do you need? Is a revelation. And that is the reason why he says, Agrippa, he tells Agrippa, he says, Agrippa, I was not disobedient to that heavenly vision that God gave me. You see, it's very important for us to have revelation. You need to have focus, my dear brothers. What is the purpose of my life? You need to know your purpose. And God told me, at least for the next five, few years, I know what my purpose is. Very clear. <laughs> to you and to me, and me and to you, maybe. <laughs> very clear. You see, you see, this is very important for us to do. Otherwise, you'll just be beating in the air. And what happens when you beat the air? You will lose energy. Punching in the air. We have to not just work hard. We have to work smart. Same. I learned that from you. Okay. We have to work <laughs> smart. Just not work hard. Okay. You give him a. Po- you see, he's got some magic in his hand. Okay. You know how to solve the problem. And you're trying your level best to solve it. But it doesn't get solved. You give it into his hands. It starts playing music only. I said, Sammy, how did this happen? You have magic in your hands, bro. <laughs> he works smart. Okay, Where there is no revelation, he has revelation. Okay, People cast off, restrained. But blessed is the one who heeds to wisdom's instruction. What is that? Again, emphasis on hearing. To heeds to wisdom instruction. Chappinamata Vinuta is the whole purpose of man. 
Jesus heard for how many years? 30 years and he opened his mouth for three and a half years. Okay, our life is something totally contrary, you know. Speak, we will say to our children also. Come on, express yourself. Jesus was not asked to express himself. <laughs> once, only once in his entire 30 years, it, the scripture records of him expressing himself. He was listening, it says, and he was asking questions and never all amazed. That's the only time he expressed himself and after that, he went down to Nazareth and was subject to them and it says Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with man. Okay, so famine. So next is what? You need what? Revelation. You need the Lord appearing to you and speaking to you. Okay? Okay. I'm speaking to you. The Lord appeared to him. And why don't people hear is most of the time because they get offended, I guess. We'll come to that later on. Or maybe we'll just look at it. Uh, yeah, that's okay. So let's go on. So the Lord appeared unto him and said, do not go down to Egypt. Go not down into Egypt. I like it, no? Go not down into Egypt. <laughs> into something. Go not down into the hole. Ante, guntalo, don't get into the hole. What is go, not going down into Egypt? I'll tell you. Don't gravitate to worldly resources and methodologies to solve spiritual problems. Is that? Okay. A lot of people talk about psychology, no? Psychology says this, attention span is this much, attention span is that much. Let me tell you something. One of the questions uh, a lot of people ask is, why do you preach for so long? Because just to ensure that we don't want to agree with psychology. Attention span is less, we will lose interest. Let me tell you, you know, again, my laboratory here, okay? There was a course when I, stood, when I was in university. I had the most boring professor. And I used to listen to him. And you know what? Half the time, I used to fall asleep in the class. Boring. Professor was boring. The subject may be interesting. The professor was boring. But you know something? If I don't get an A, I will not get my scholarship. What is that? Very simple. So, my, my aim is to get the scholarship. You know what? Paid every attention. Okay, man shall not live by no, literally, I was like, what is he going to stay? I used to prepare myself for the class so that I will not fall asleep. Boring. I, I, I didn't have one boring professor. In fact, if I were to see, 90% of my, percent of my professors were boring. No, that is by statistics. You know, you, in your own, in your own life also, you know. How many of your teachers do you remember were interesting? Huh? Chandra? Very, very few, no? Most of your teachers, if you, if you were to ask John Manohar, one of the constant reference, uncle, what are they teaching, uncle? What are they teaching in my university? Uncle, you go to IIT, you think they'll, they'll be Fadu professors? <laughs> no. You have to really stay awake to listen to the class. Okay. You know what? Sir, according to psychology, only 15 minutes uh, attention span I will have. You know what the professor will say? Pack your bags and leave. 
We used to have a two and a half hour class when we were in, uh, uh, when we were doing our graduate studies in, in, for PhD. Two and a half hour class every week, only once. Two and a half hour class. You know what? Everybody sat because they wanted an A. What did they want? A. No, 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 you have to make it palpable. The professor had no interest in making it palpable. He would, you know what? There used to be a website called ratemyprofessors.com. Okay, still there, ratemyprofessors.com. So it's an independent website where you can anonymously or uh, with your word, you can uh, rate your professors as to how they, how they teach. You know what? The university gave two hoots as to how you rate their professors. So what? We have them, period. It's up to you to listen to him. You think, you know, when you have these feedback forms as to how the professor teaches, you think they'll actually uh, take uh, feedback? If it, based upon your feedback form, you think they're, they're going to give you a present for the your professor? No way. Sorry. They're all in one, one group. The management and the professor. <laughs> You're, you are their banker. Simple. They will just give you that, that uh, feedback form just for your tasalli. You will be satisfied. Right? At least my feedback I gave. Nobody is going to take that feedback. See, let me tell you, my dear brothers, you go to the university, you want to get an A+, plus, you will listen to the professor. You will not say, you know what, it is not interesting. You have to make it palpable. Nobody says that. Nobody. You know what, I want to get an A. I would do whatever it takes. You know, beg, borrow, steal, hang yourself. P square SHY formula. What, I want an A, Period. Because the Chinese fellow is getting an A and he's getting a scholarship. So what would I do? Steal from his assignment how the solution manual. Because he had the solution manual. You see? Why? I wanted a A. See, <laughs> we understand all this in the world, okay? But when it comes to the spirit, things of the spirit, oh brother, you have to be this, you have to make it, in. I'm not saying that we should not make it interesting. But let me tell you, most of the spiritual teachings are not interesting for your flesh. The problem is with you, not with the teaching. Understand that? Okay. So, you know, you have to do this, we have to do that. All that is okay. But most of the times, you know what happens? Learning takes place when the things are not easily given to you. You know that? It's not with coaching that you get learned, that you become learned. It's by learning you become learned. <laughs> you go to 150 coaching centers. Narayana, Chaitanya, Ramaya, Krishnamurti, special coaching center, whatever coaching centers you need to go, you can go 150 coaching centers. It is not by coaching, it is through learning. And most of the time, you have to go, listen to the lecture, go to the cl- go to the library, and start doing the assignments, then you'll get it. It's not easy, bro. Even in the world. But we don't complain there, no. But when you come to the church, 150 complaints we have. Ayo! <laughs> I mean, I have to laugh. I, I wonder, is this the attitude you have in the world too? Maybe your life is so messed up because you have the same attitude in the world. You're not so successful in your world, in the world, because you have the same kind of attitude. And you get the same attitude into the church and you get messed up. You see, people don't learn simply because they don't work hard. You have to be at the, at the research manual. You have to go and go to the library. You have to spend hours in the library. You have to search, search, search and search. Things just don't happen easily like that. 
I mean the best of professors, you know what they can do? They can only whet your appetite for the subject and not give you the insight into the subject. The best, I'm talking about the best of the professors. Maybe that's the reason why they were called professors and not doers. I don't know. You know, because a professor in the old English language is a bad word. You read Spurgeon's uh, <laughs> sermons most of the time. He's against the professors. Professors means those who profess and not do. Okay. So think about this. We have this worldly psychology, physiology, attention span. I'll tell you attention span. Sit and learn and read. You'll get it. There's no fast way to attention span. And that is one of the disciplines we have to teach in the church. And I love it. I love it. For two hours we'll be, we'll be taught the word simply because sit. Sit. You don't like it? Sit. So I'll tell you something. You don't understand the kind of walls that are being built around you because of the teaching. How much of an attack you're being preserved from just because of the teaching. You see, when it's removed from you, you'll know the, the value of it. So, don't fight it. Okay? Don't gravitate into worldly methodologies for to solve spiritual problems especially. Okay? I'll tell you something. If a person is not interested, you can do all kinds of tricks to make it interesting. He will still not learn. Do you know that? This formula, that shortcut, this shortcut, you know this shortcut, it's so, it is interesting for you, but not for that fellow. Because I know, no, I'm teaching Abigail and Emmanuel and my own life. So a laboratory is there in my, my, myself in my home. So understand this. So Galatians chapter 4, it says, Now we brethren as Isaac was are the children of the promise, but as he that is of the born of the flesh, persecuted him that is born of the spirit, even so. So in other words, we are of the, of the, of the promise, therefore we, we, we have to go to the promises and escape the corruption in the world, but not go to the world and solve spiritual problems. There is no solution for spiritual problems in this world. But what is there in Egypt? I'll tell you, what is there in Egypt? Second Timothy chapter 3. <clears throat> Now as Janus and Jamrus withstood Moses. What is Janus and Jamrus? That is a, that is a personification of the wisdom of this world. The sorcerers of the world. Now as Janus and Jamrus withstood Moses, so do these, what do they do? They resist the truth. What do they do? They resist the truth. And what does the spirit need? truth. Yeah. Those who worship God must worship him, him in spirit and in truth. The only way, the only thing your spirit accepts is what? Truth and nothing else. The spirit which has been created by the word of God, which has been created by the word of truth, can only grow when truth comes. Nothing else. So, Janus and Chambers, what do they do? They oppose the truth. They resist the truth. What are they? They are of corrupt minds. Don't think they are very, very intelligent. They are absolutely corrupt in their thinking. They are reprobate. Mean, you know what the word for reprobate means? They have failed the test. That's what it means. Remember that verse in uh, for Second Corinthians, Second uh, Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse uh, verse five. Test yourself. Examine yourself. If Christ be in you, uh, else you have become what? Reprobate means you have failed the test. In other words, that's what it means. In other words. When you test the solutions that they give you for your spiritual problems, what happens? They fail. They reprobate concerning the faith. 
But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. That's exactly what the what the Egyptians did. Instead of solving the problems, they actually multiplied it. Isn't it interesting, no? Oh, the 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 stick was turned into snake. They also turned the stick into snake. The water was turned into blood. If they really wise, what should they do? Turn ah. They continue making it to blood again. What the, what is the, what is the, how can you solve spiritual problems with this? Things of this world. I mean, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe you don't even have the categories in your mind. <laughs> I don't get it. And, and honestly speaking, I don't get it. I really, really, I mean, I'm talking about intelligent, smart people when I talk to them. I'm not, I'm, 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 I mean, people who have, who have been in the church for a while and I'm speaking to them, I'm listening to them, boss. They've been in the church, they've listened to the teaching and still they think like the world and they want to solve spiritual problems using worldly methods. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. What has happened to your faith? I mean, what hap- What kind of a logic can you give, possibly give, by going around Jericho for seven times and the walls falling down? What kind of a worldly logic are you going to give to that? Except by faith. You see? I just don't get it. I mean, it's there inside of all of our minds and our hearts. You know what? There are contentions, my dear brothers. There are contentions. We strive against truth. We also have the spirit of Janus and Jamrins. What is that? Worldly wisdom which opposes the truth. It's a preaching, my dear brothers and sisters. It is not the reading of the word of God. It is a preaching of the word of God which will bring down strongholds. It is a preaching of the cross. It says in Titus chapter 3, in Titus chapter 1, it says, it is through the, the word of God is manifested through what? Through the preaching. The message of the cross to those who are perishing is foolishness. God, it pleased God through the foolishness of reading? No, it is the foolishness of preaching. You have to preach the word. And what happens? You oppose it. You oppose it. Man, I'm really passionate about this. I'm really passionate about this. Okay, so even if I don't like it sometimes, I surrender to it. You know why? Because it is in that surrender lies my redemption and my deliverance. And what do people do? They fight it. Don't go down to Egypt. Because in the world is an opposition to truth. There's a spirit of Janus and Jambres. The, the men of corrupt minds, they reprobate. They cannot pass the test of faith, my dear brothers and sisters. How do you know that an ideology is, is, so it says, you know, we know that was no, whatsoever is born of God, even if it is an ideology which is birched of God, what, what will it do? It will overcome the world. It will. Okay. So don't go down to Egypt to solve your spiritual problems. Go to the word and go to the preaching of the word. Even not in, not even in council. Council is good. But most of the times, you know what, most of the times your problems are solved when the preaching of the word happens. You know that? Paul was so passionate about this. He says, preach the word. Be ready what? In season, out of season, because you all season, doesn't matter what season it is, you need the preaching of the word of God. Exhort, rebuke. With all long, long suffering and teaching. Why? Because a time will come when people will not endure sound doctrine. Can you not endure sound doctrine? Question is that? 
You see? Oh, we heard it already. So what? Hear it again. You already got it? Hear it again. You see? We already think that we are all Albert Einstein. We are not. We are still only Albert. That's the reason why it's called sophomore. Half moron. No, second year. <laughs> second year is called sophomore year. Half morons. Okay. So, that is, that is the, look at, look at what it says. Again, what is Egypt? What, what is, what are they opposing? The spirit of this world, what does it oppose? Look at what it, what it says in Acts chapter 13. This is, uh, in, uh, this place, I forget the name, I think it's not in this stuff, one, one place. The first, after they're commissioned in the ministry, the first fruits into the kingdom. And in order to bring the first fruits into the kingdom, something has to happen. Who was with Paul? Who was it? This is Elim as the sorcerer. Who was with the prone consul, Sergius Paulus? And, Hari Baba, he's an intelligent man. But you know what the problem with that intelligence is? That intelligence has been controlled by the spirit of this world. The problem is not with intelligence. The problem is not with intelligence. The problem is who has the control of that intelligence. Because God is the one who is given the intelligence. Okay. I am not against your mathematical ability. But I am I'm, I'm, I'm really, really concerned about the doctrine which is going to affect how you use that mathematical ability one day. You see, that is the reason why my, my passion is, you know what, my passion is, see, I, see, I look at all these people who are in the world who are very smart people, and I say, Lord, Lord, we are your children, Lord, we are your children, we have your word, we have the anointing, we have the spirit, Lord, how should we be when we, com- when we compare ourselves to the world? Should we be better than them or worse than them? Should we be better than them or worse than them? Or comparable to them? And we are your children, Lord. We are your children. And you said, Lord, if any man lacks wisdom, let him come and ask of me and I will give you and let him not ask without wavering. Because God gives generously to whoever he asks. I ask, Lord, that is my challenge. You know that? I, I, I say, you know what? The, all these guys in this world who are, who, are, who are so smart, so intelligent, I say, Lord, I have my children, I have my school, I have my people here in my own school. They are protected and all questions is, how are they going to fare in the world? Let me tell you, Lord, I pray that our children this, who are there in our school will be ten times better in the world than the people in the world. Because what is governing, governing their intelligence is the word of God and the ideology of God and the spirit of God. Not just not intelligence. And there's an intelligent man over here. The intelligent man who is under the spirit of sorcery. Smart man, righteous man. At least in worldly sense. He is sought to hear the word of God. What, what does Elimus the sorcerer do? For, but Elimus the sorcerer for was, for that was his name. You know, in Telugu, Garadi Vadu. Garadi. That's a kind of guy. Garadi Vadu. There's a song. That's the sign. Same fellow. This guy who's, who makes, you know what? He just deceives people. Look at this. But Elimus the sorcerer, that's the spirit of this world, my dear brothers. It is a wisdom of Egypt which stood them. He opposed the truth, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. So why did God ask Isaac not, not to go down to Egypt? If you go down to Egypt, there is a spirit which will turn you away from the faith. But what do we have now in the church? What do we have? Unfortunately, we have not. We are not gone into the world. The world has nicely come inside into the church and very comfortable there. 
And when we compare ourselves with the world, at least outwardly, there's no difference. The same dress, same language, same food. Everything is the same. It's true. Seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. You go down to Egypt, you will turn from your faith. Let me tell you something, my dear brothers. This is a prophetic warning to anybody who seeks to go down to Egypt. They will turn away from the faith. You will go away. I mean, there's a question for all of us, no? Now, Dimas has forsaken this world, forsaken me as, and having the, having loved this percentage, has forsaken me and left me. What happened to Dimas? I don't know. Was he turned away from the faith? Eternal security. We all talk about it. But who's eternally secure? The person who's Working out is what? Salvation with fear and trembling. For the, for the Lord is the one who is working in him to will and to do his good pleasure. You have to will and to do his good pleasure. And who is doing that? God is working inside of you. Is he working? How is it possible if you go down to, the, go down to Egypt and subscribe to worldly ideologies and, and principles? How is it possible? You see? Those are a uh, man in uh, one place in North America, uh, he had a Christian school, and they were going to a uh, to, to a to a <coughs> convention, Christian convention, and in their school they didn't want any worldly music to come. You know they were very kosher. They said, you know what, don't bring any any worldly things. If you want to do it in your home, because we don't have control in your home, but when you are coming to church and to school, don't bring it. Okay, because it's a Christian school. So they were going to a convention, and he was driving the car, and they were going in the van, and uh, there was one of the students, uh, his, his students from the school, who was sitting next to him, and he was listening to worldly music, and uh, in his iPod, and uh, you know, it was booming through his. You know, they, nowadays people don't just they just don't listen to music; they make their music very loud, even through headphones. I don't know how that is possible, but they do it. Okay, so he's listening to it, and he said, "What?" What does those lyrics? And he said, what music are you listening to? And then he heard it. He said, you know what? This, this is not allowed in the school. You can't come to school and uh, talk about this. And you can't come, come to the Christian convention along with us and bring this worldly music along with you. And the next day, he, I mean, after the convention, convention was over, he went back to his father and he said, um, excuse me, sir. And you know what? Uh, very lovingly, very respectfully, very cordially, he said, you know what? We cannot allow this kind of music in the, ch- in the school. You can't allow it. And the, the father said, okay, I'll talk to my son. Uh, thank you, pastor, for bringing this up. And he goes to his home. He's not able to control his son. The next day he comes back and he says, uh, pastor, I don't think we'll be able to continue in your church and in your school. Next day, um, next year we want to take your, uh, take your, uh, take my son off and to put him in another school because, you know, my son says he doesn't like all these restrictions. He doesn't like it. And the parents are okay. <laughs> Think about that. But then, you go to the world, it will turn you away from your faith. What is it? What is wrong in allowing all this? Let me tell you something. I know I have seen a lot of garbage on the internet. You know what? I tell people, if you have not seen it, you have not missed it. You have really not missed it. You have saved yourself a lot of trouble. You have guarded your innocence. You don't need to know half the things that happen in the world. You don't need to know. Because all that is in the world. What is that? All. Without exception. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. What do they do? They steal your love for God and turn you away from the faith. Proconsul. Intelligent man. And a lot of people say, Paul, no, you should not have spoken so harshly. You should be very kind. Who said? Who are, I mean, where, which, which la-la land are you living in? Look at what it says, the next verse. 
Then, read this verse very carefully, my dear brothers and sisters. Then, Saul, who is? You know what the, what the word Paul means? Literally, he's a humble man. Saul has become? You know, isn't it interesting, the, the Holy Spirit records his change of name at this juncture. What is he doing? He was filled with the Holy Spirit. Looked intently at him and he said, Oh, you full of deceit. And you are full of what? All deceit. Not just, and in other words, this fellow had deception of every kind. That's what the enemy is. He's a deceiver. He has got the, all the tools of, decep- of deception. Every tool of deception he will use. You f- full of all deceit, all fraud, enemy of, read that. All righteousness, that's your problem. What, my, and my righteous shall live by faith. So you are enemy of all faith, in other words. Oh, you full of all deceit, all fraud, enemy of all righteousness. Will you not cease perverting the what? Ways of the Lord, the straight ways of the Lord. What does Egypt do? It mixes, it mixes and perverts truth, my dear brothers. A little bit of perversion is End result. That is what we call in the, in, 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 uh, in Pilgrim's Progress, it's called the enchanted ground. It enchants you. It looks so enchanting. And what happens to people in, on the enchanted ground? They fall asleep. Remember what happens to Hopeful? He falls asleep and Christian is saying, don't fall asleep, don't fall asleep. This is enchanted ground. The, our pastor already warned us. The shepherd already warned us about this enchanted ground. And many people who are not destroyed by the lust of this world, they were destroyed in the enchanted ground. Enchants you. Enemy of all righteousness, all fraud, all deceit. Then what do they do? They seek to pervert the straight ways of the Lord. And they, you know what? That's the reason why the word is certain men have ah crept in unawares. It's very interesting, isn't it? What creeps in? Snakes, exactly. See, when Adam was given intelligence the first time, he was given the intelligence to name all the animals based upon their characters and their Characteristics. You know, the, unlike the other languages, Hebrew language is a language of chemistry. Okay. The composition of the words describes the, <laughs> the nature of the object. That is the reason. Jacob means, means what? Ah, deceiver, supplanter. Yaakov means supplanter. Basically, the words combine and tell you the character H2O means two hydrogen atoms and one, one uh, atom of oxygen sharing the outer electron. Basically, H2O. So Adam was naming all animals. That means he knew and he had the intelligence to name animals. Even the second Adam, the last Adam also had intelligence and he also named animals. You, brood of ah, vipers. Go tell that fox. Don't, don't, don't go back like a pig goes back to the, uh, sorry, a pig into the mire and a dog to its. You see, he also named animals. He had the intelligence. To name animals. Based upon. That's what it says. Full of the Holy Spirit. Full. And he said, you full of all deceit, all fraud, enemy of <laughs> all righteousness. Do you not stop seeking to pervert the ways of the Lord, the straight ways of the Lord. And then you know what happens? And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And you know what happens? It says, the proconsul was what? Astonished at the teaching. And believed. And put his faith. Who is this man? Intelligent man. Your intelligence is not going to save you. 
your intelligence, let me tell you, if he is under the influence and the power of the prince or the power of the air, it will not save you, period. So therefore you cannot be logically drawn into the kingdom of God. Your, 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 the, that spirit which inspires you has to fail. That has to be confronted. Because the God of this world has blinded the eyes of the people. Look at what it says in Isaiah chapter 11. Surely the princes of Zoan, who are these Zoan? Huh. Egypt are what? Fools. Pharaoh's wise counselors, what do they give? They give foolish counsel. Why is it foolish counsel? It might be very smart in as far as the world is concerned, but let me tell you, it cannot solve spiritual problems. It cannot. It cannot. And you will not grow spiritually. How can Pharaoh say, I am the son of the wise, the son of ancient kings. Where are they, Baba? Where are your ancient kings? Where is all, what has happened to all your research and development, your robotics and your, and your engineering and your mathematics and your, and your science and technology and your algorithms and your machine learning and your artificial intelligence and your pattern recognition and your computer vision and your cognition science. Can you solve the problem of Corona? No. Let them tell you and let them know what the Lord of hosts has purposed against what? Egypt, look at what he says, how he describes it. The princes of Zoan have become fools. The princes of Noah are deceived. They also deluded Egypt. Those who are the mainstay of its tribes. Who are the mainstay of its tribes? The thought process of Egypt. The idea of Egypt. Dialogue. RGV, na? Soch. The thought process. And look at what it says in verse 14. The Lord has mingled what? A perverse spirit. The Lord has done it. So that when you go down to Egypt, what you see is a perverse spirit. Which caused Egypt to err in all their world. That's the reason why you know what Jesus says to those fellows who come, the Sadducees. The Sadducees. You err because you do not know the scriptures nor the power of God. So, and they have caused Egypt to err in all their work as a drunken man staggers in his vomit. As like pastor said, does a drunken man know that he's drunk? Oh no, he thinks he's very, 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 very steady. And even though he's staggering in his vomit, he's not even aware of that. You know something, after every uh, midterm exam is over in IIT, you can't go into the washrooms. You know why? That night is booze night. And the toilets become vomit. It's 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 completely covered, and I'm I'm I've seen it with my own eyes. It stinks. It stinks. Hall four. Dikanpur. <laughs> that is the hall of hall four. I remember I told you know that that the joke. One of my friends, uh, Danu, he was in. Uh, he doesn't know Hindi at all. He is Hindi. Is Andhra Hindi. He was in the in the hospital. And one of the doctors who came to visit him and he said, uh, ah, kya, Tanu, kya hal hai? He said, hal four hai. <laughs> hal four. The hal of hal four is what? Vomit. They stagger in their vomit. You know, let me tell you something. You know what justifies their staggering? Their intelligence. What if they're staggering? They're smart people. <laughs> what deception what fantastic deception my dear brothers 
seen it. I, I, I know one guy. Brilliant! I mean, he was the god. I mean, those days used to call him the god of circuit theory. Nanotechnology. Ravi Reddy was my roommate. Same, not roommate, my, my, not my roommate, in the same hall. Uh, hostel, the next room. Solve problems like that. You know what? His host, hostel room was a chimney. Smoke and drink. All you can find there. The fellow is on booze and drink all the time. I'm talking about IIT. The princes of Zohan are fools. Power spirit is mingled. Neither will there, there be any work for Egypt which which the head or tail palm branch or bulrush may do. Look at what he says in the Eugene Peterson's fantastic language. The princes of Zoan are fools. <laughs> the advisors of Pharaoh are stupid. How can any of you dare tell Pharaoh, trust me, I am wise, I know what's going on. Why? I am descended from the old wisdom of Egypt. That's how wisdom of the serpent. That's not a wise man or a woman left. There's not, a, there's not a wise man or woman left in the country. If there were, one of them would tell you what the God of angel armies has in mind for Egypt. Do they know? Look at this. Genesis chapter 41 verse 8. Pharaoh had a dream. Clearly. He saw the dream so vividly. In order to explain the dream, whom did he call? Verse 8, now it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled. What was troubled? His spirit was troubled. Not his mind. And he sent and called for the magicians of Egypt and all its wise men and Pharaoh told them his dreams. But there was not even one single fellow who could give you a problem for a spiritual situation that was going on. Why did it was God who sent that famine? And only God has a solution. Nobody could interpret that dream. And you're thinking that you can be, you'll be able to solve the problems of this world with the ideology of the world. My dear brothers, come off age. Take off those caps and put on the cap of the Holy Spirit. It's not the cap of the Holy Spirit, it's called the helmet of salvation. Put off that. Come off age, you know. Stop thinking like that. You've been taught better. Pharaoh told them his dreams. Nobody could. And who could interpret? Joseph. And you know what Pharaoh has to say about this man? So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of the servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we such find such a one as this? A man in whom? What is there? The Spirit of God. See? Senators need wisdom. Who's, whose senators need wisdom? Pharaoh's senators need wisdom. And whom do they call to? A guy who's in the dungeon. A convict. Can you see how antithetical the wisdom of this world is? You know what the wisdom of the world does? It captures the thoughts of God and puts it into the dungeons of this world. Puts it into the dungeons of this world. He says, we don't want those thoughts. We don't want those ideas. My dear brothers, we need to come off age. Ancestors, of course, okay. When I'm saying brothers, it's a new agenda, okay. Brethren in, in KJV. Brethren is new agenda, okay. 
Can we find such a one as this? So someone zero five will say, until the time that his word, who's this man? Who in whom the spirit of God is? <laughs> a man who's been tested. And what happened to these Janus and Jamnus? They were not tested by the word. Until the time that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. And the king sent and released him. The ruler of the people let him go free. He made him lord of his house. I love that. He made him actually God to Pharaoh, it says. And the father to his entire household. And the ruler of all is Egypt. Those are like the high points of Genesis. Huh? It's like the climax of Genesis. And calls him what? Zafnath Paneya. Interpreter of dreams. You see? Where did he go to? IIT? No, dungeon. Did he go to MIT? <laughs> no, dungeon. Did he go to Caltech? No, the dungeon. Hmm. Did he go to Princeton and solve Pharma's last theorem? Dungeon. My dear brothers, and what do we do with these people? We put them into dungeons. You see, he made him lord of his house. And the ruler of all his possessions. That is the reason why sowing in the spirit, do you think it's it's easy? Oh boy, you gotta fight this. You gotta fight these contentions which are going on. You even when I'm preaching, you know what? There are thought processes in your mind which are opposing the truth. He says, Hey, Vijay, Vijay, you're too passionate, you 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 are radical, you are too dogmatic, you are too fanatical, etc. 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 But you were you're so fanatic about your uh, uh, teams, Baba. You know, I, there's a there's a team in, uh, in 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 ice hockey team in Canada. Okay, they have a they have the ice hockey logo in their in the place where they play ice hockey. They have an ice hockey logo. Okay, you know what? When you enter into that hall, the ice hockey logo is there. You're not even asked. You're not even allowed to step on that ice ice hockey logo. You cannot step on it. You know why? It is precious. It is hollow ground. Take off the, sh- uh, the the shoes from your feet. Because the place that you have come is what? Hallow ground according to them. So even if they had to have a meeting, you know what they are going to do? They are going to put a, ca- they'll put a enti- they'll carpet in the entire place and then they will put the chairs. And now we can sit. You cannot touch the logo of the Canadian Montreal's directly. My dear, they do that. We don't have any problems. But when it comes to the word of God... No, no, man, I don't think this is about, please, you can put all your ideas in the, in your bank and in your locker. Please don't bring that here, please. Okay. Not interested. NI. Not interested? Not applicable. NA. You see? To bind his prince. You know what he says? He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his possessions to bind his prince. He said, you know what? Your wisdom, you keep it to yourself. He bound it. And he, what he did, he taught their senators. The word for elders is senators' wisdom. <laughs> All you senators, <laughs> you need wisdom. From whom? From a man of God who's come from the dungeon. My dear brothers and sisters, can you find such a man as this in whom the Spirit of God is? All right. That is the reason why Romans chapter 12 will say, and uh, verse uh, one onwards. So here's what you need to do. This is the <laughs> in the message translation. Good old Eugene Peterson. God bless his soul. I don't know where he is, but let us let us hope he's there in the presence of the Lord. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, going to work, walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. 
Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it even without, you know, you, you even without thinking you will fit into certain, certain things in your culture. Even without thinking. You don't think through as to why is this fellow asking me to do this? And look at what it says. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always what? Dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Therefore, go don't go down to Egypt, to their level and become immature. Man, I hope I wanted to get through a lot of things, but let us see. Colossians chapter 3. So if you are serious, uh-huh, you're serious? Everybody serious? Oh, I'm serious. You know what? I thank God for my church. I really, you know, every day in the morning nowadays, after the 13 years is over, oh, Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the preaching. Thank you for the teaching. Thank you for putting on, putting us on the straight and narrow path. Thank you for never allowing the pulpit to be compromised. You see, if you're serious about living this resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along. Eyes to the ground. Absorbed with the things right in front of you. That's exactly what people are. They're absorbed with things right in front of their eyes. The cares of this world. The deceitfulness of riches. And the pleasures of this life. What are they doing? Choking the word. Choking the word. Choking the word. Look up and be alert as to what is going on, going on, going on, going on around Christ. That's where the action is, my dear brothers. Where is the action? You want a part of the action? Come and join the team. Don't sit there criticizing, evaluating, doing statistics. Remember? Statistics, my God, some statistics are ridiculous statistics. The number of times Rafael Nadal lost a tennis match when he lost the first set. Statistics. Useless statistics. It doesn't matter. See things from his perspective, not from Egyptian, because you know what? There's a power spirit in Egypt. It looks right, but you know what? Intelligent men are carried away by that spirit and there's no hope for them. You're an intelligent fool. If you're a part of that. You can be intelligent and you'll be a fool. But if you're in the kingdom, you could be a fool, but with the most wise and intelligent. <laughs> you know why? Because you're safe in the arms of Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hmm. Let's move on. So Lord appeared unto him. Do not go down to Egypt. Dwell in the land. Which... I shall tell thee of. In other words, there's a land. I'm going to show you. Go there. Be there. Dwell there. In other words, abide there. What is the, what is the land where I'm going to show you is a land where you'll be constantly fed with the word of God. Simple. Abide there. Abide. Stay there. The word for dwell is what? Abide. Now very interesting. Dwell and sojourn. Contradictory, no? 
How can you dwell in the land with your, how can you sojourn in the land you are asked to? Ah, that is the paradox of Christianity, Baba. That is the paradox of Christianity. We'll come to that. Dwell in the land. That I shall tell thee of. And therefore, you know what he said? Jesus is saying, abide. John's Gospel chapter 15. Abide, stay, don't run away. Oh, be patient, my dear brothers. Be patient, be patient. No, don't run. Just don't, just go off and say, you know what? I'm so offended. No, nobody cares for me. Stay there for a while. Stay. You want immediate. So why, why do doctors call people who have deceased patients? Sorry? You be, please be patient. It's not so easy to get rid of the problem. It's easier to get the problem. But very difficult to get rid of it. So be, please be patient. So you're called patient. Right, doctor? Uh-huh. Even if he's in the emergency room, he's called patient. See, be patient. So people want quick fixes. Oh, the problems have to be solved like that. Doesn't happen, Baba. Stay. <laughs> Stay for a while. I mean, I'm, I'm amazed. That is the reason why you need to do research. Sometimes. It will teach you. <laughs> Patience. When is PhD going to get over? I don't know, sir. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that is one. It is getting over. It's getting over. Pastor used to ask me, you know, every time. When is it getting over? So, Pastor, one last semester, it's over. That one last semester never came for a long time. No? See? Patient. Patient. Abide. Stay. Oh, my problems are only compounding. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> That's how messed up you are, basically. The problem is not the teaching. It's the problem is you, my dear brother. <laughs> Do you realize that? No, when, the, when the, something is given to you, you are aggravated. You are reacting to it. You, because you are not used to it. Simple. I am the true wine. And my father is the wine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, I Take it away. He takes it away. And every branch that bears fruit, I prune. So dwelling is a place of pruning. Cutting. Cut, 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 cut. Nice cutting here. Nice cutting there. Nice cutting there. How is cutting? Very enjoyable? No. Painful. No cutting. Rather chastisement. For the present time seems to be pleasurable, but grievous. But in the end, it produceth a fruitable, a peaceable fruit of Righteousness, if thou art trained by it. So stay. Dwell. Dwell. Stay there. Don't go away. You're already clean because of the word. Yeah, you are clean. Which I've spoken to you. But abide in me and I in you as a branch, branch cannot bear fruit. You see, the word, see, the word for abide means you have to be connected to the tree. You have to be connected to the church. Where is the action now in the world? Where is the action? It is in the church. Because it says the, the wisdom of God is being made manifest to the powers of darkness through the, through the church. That's where the action is. And you really want to be a person who is fruitful in the kingdom of God. Be joined to the branch. Be joined to Christ. And who is the Christ? The body of Christ. Be joined to the church. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the wine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. You can't. It's impossible in other words. A fruitful Christian life is impossible. So what is the problem when you get pruned? What happens? 
the biggest problem of, of all believers, including me. Excuse me? Kya baat hai, Peter? You stole the words from my mouth. Don't get offended. When you are getting pruned. Why? 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 Why is offense such a dangerous thing? Look at what it says. Matthew chapter 11, verse 6. Blessed is he whosoever shall be not offended in me. It's interesting, no? The KJV is beautiful. Where you, where are the chances of get, you getting offended? In you. <laughs> that is where you get offended. Because if you are abiding in him, blessed are you if you don't get offended when I'm cutting you. I like the sound of the scissor. Nice cut. More nice. Beautiful. Why? Look at what it says about offense. 1819. Easy to remember. What is it? What 1819? Proverbs 1819. Okay. A brother offended is hard. Who offended? Not the the Gentile offended. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. It is not the Gentile who is offended. A brother who is offended is harder to be one than a strong city. And look at what it says. And their contentions. Look at this. Read it carefully. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. In other words, he's got like this. He put himself in a jail, basically. And he's refusing to come out. Brother offended. You cannot speak to him. Brother offended. He's offended. You can't speak to him now. Why? Many things it says, it'll touch the wrong card. Now think about it. I, I, I always think about this, about Lord. When, what happens, what happened between uh, uh, Abraham's herdman and uh, Lord's herdman? There was contention, strife. Yeah, basically strife. Now think about it. Can the herdsmen of Abra- uh, Lot contend with the herdsmen of Abraham? Un- I mean, unless uh, there was something with the master, something to do with the master? Yes or no? Yes, I think so. And what did he say? You know what? <laughs> this place of pruning and discipline, I don't want. So we know the heart of Lot when <laughs> when Abraham is given this choice. First choice, Amma. Okay, na? You give me the choice. Okay. Stay, stay, stay to true to your word, like, like, like children, no? You, you, okay, I'm asking you a thing, I mean, do, you promise me, no? Don't, don't, don't go back on your promise, okay? I promise you, take the first choice. Now think about it, no? He goes, he leaves. He gets into trouble. Chadar Lomoer, whatever that fellow's name is, and the five kings, they capture him. Abraham goes and rescues him. Holy Spirit does not record one sorry. One sorry. Uncle, I shouldn't have left you. I'm sorry. Brother, offended is harder to be one. But think about it. Sodom and Gomorrah has happened. Sodom and Gomorrah has been destroyed. He goes and stays in his cave. He produces a, a Ammon and a, Ammon and a, and a Moab, but he still can, doesn't come back to Abraham and say, sorry. 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 I mean, I'm telling you, you know, when I look, I think about it, I say, Lord, what is this, Lord? It's there inside of all of us, my dear brothers. It's there. It's dangerous. The contention spirit, the strife, the strife spirit, the offense spirit is there inside of all of us because we cannot say sorry. To the very hand that is rescuing us. You know what we do? We bite the hand that feeds us. 
He has no idea that somebody is interceding for him. So that he can be saved. Think about that. Offense. Offense. Okay. See, when is this teaching? So, <laughs> be prepared to get offended. Okay. <laughs> See, the word of God is salty. It's all sometimes, okay. Because salt is good for your wounds. Okay. It is sweetie. It is not the word of God. Okay. The word of God, you can give it a nickname, salty. But our children, we can call them sweetie. No problem. Okay. Uh, do we have any sweeties? I mean, no, it's not pun intended, okay? Pun intended, no. <laughs> no, there's definitely no pun intended over there. <laughs> okay, the sword of God is salty. It is salty. Because every sacrifice has to be seasoned with salt. It is the salt which sanctifies the sacrifice. Okay. Thou shalt have the salt of thine sacrifice. Leviticus. <laughs> I love the language there. Thou shalt have thy salt of thine sacrifice. The salt of thine sacrifice. You should never offer to God anything without salt. What of God is salty? It's called a, what is that? Fuller's soap. Caustic. C-A-U-S-T-I-C. That is the reason why it's called caustic soda. What does caustic do? It burns. It attacks the dirt and burns the skin. Huh? Is it caustic? All uh, anti, anti, what is that? Um, uh, allergics and what is it called? Uh, Antiseptics are all caustic and acidic. What, what is it, bro? bro? Alcohol. Alcohols are what? Alkal, alcohols are alkaline? Acidic. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Acidic. Caustic. Cleanses you. Alright. So, contentions are like a bars of a castle. Brothers to be one. Offended is hard. So, guard your heart against offense. Sorry. 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 Sorry, you tell one sorry out of children to get that sorry out. Oh my goodness. Say sorry. Say sorry. Say sorry. No. Ma. To say sorry. No. Sorry, they say. (laughs) No sorry. (laughs) Why? Pruning is difficult, my dear brothers. You think? I'm telling you honestly, no? You will survive long. You will finish the course in your life if you guard your heart against offense. Because it is impossible that offense has not come. It will come. And the word of the Lord is calculated to offend. What is it? Ah, calculated. Rick precisely did all the mathematical calculations. This will offend. <laughs> that is the reason why it's called truth. When you're not offended, That means you are not listening to solid preaching, therefore. It has to confront you. That's the reason it's called the the doctor, the script, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Reproof. And it says reproofs of instruction are a way of life. That means you eat, you drink, you, you go, you do everything and you also get reproof. Am I right, Samuel? Absolutely. Sam and I are on the same page and as far as this is concerned, okay? Just Gospel chapter 15. <laughs> I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. So how do you think you can stand without the church? 
without outside the church, cut off from the church and still bear fruit. What kind of a logic is that? Which kind of a Bible do you have? Please show me that Bible. If it, anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out. That means, is it possible that you are a castaway? That you cannot be corrected? As a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them in the fire. And they are what? But, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done to you. And everybody jumps with this. By this, my father is glorified. But how does it happen? 1 John chapter 5. And this is the confidence, 1 John chapter 5 verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, what happens to my desire? It becomes according to his will. My will will be to do his will. So if anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the patience, petitions that we have desired of him. See, look at this. We have desired of him and we have desired according to him. Everything, the, his will has been desired of him. Therefore, his desire is my desire. Therefore, joy of my desire. You are the joy of my desire. In other words, to do your desire is my joy. Gives me joy. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. On John chapter 5. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him, that begatteth, begat loveth him, also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and keep his commandments, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. It's not grievous. For the spirit is not grievous. It may be grievous to the flesh for a, for a while, but after a while, when you see the principal fruit of righteousness, that it, that it rots, you enjoy it. You say, you know what? Bring it on preacher. Correct me. Speak to me. Whatsoever is born of, that is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith. So this morning <laughs> we looked at a few things as to how to sow in the spirit. I am not going to go into the next because the next is uh, sojourn in this land and that is Maybe I'll just touch upon it. Sojourn in this land. And I will be with thee. And I will bless thee. Sojourn. Dwell in the land. And sojourn in the land. Why should you sojourn in the land? Don't go down to Egypt. Okay, fine. I understand. Don't go down to Egypt. Because there are ideas in Egypt. The thoughts of Egypt. I should ensure that I don't partake of the thoughts and the wisdom of this world. I understand that. But why? Should I sojourn in the land? What is the land signify? Okay, well, Isaac dwelt in Gerar, and you know the story. Okay. He says, Rebecca is my sister. Now think about this. What do Isaac and Rebecca signify? They signify the seed of God. What are they supposed to produce? They produce the offspring and the seed of God. 
And what is the offspring of the seed of God? It is a spirit which is inside of us. The one which is born of the spirit, the real spirit of God. And what is the one thing that contends against the spirit? Is your flesh. Is your flesh. Which is against that which is born of the spirit. Therefore you have to sojourn. What should you do? What should you do? Sojourn, right? First Peter. In other words, have a what mentality? Pilgrim mentality. It's slide number 52, if you, do, if you will, okay? First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But ye are the chosen generation, a royal priesthood, an holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in the time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. It's like, you know, very Peter, uh, so Paul says, you know, of all the things that you received, I beseech you, therefore, what? Brethren, by the mercies of God. Now, similarly, say, spirit through Peter saying something very powerful. Look at what it says in First Peter chapter 2 verse 11. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust that war against the soul. So when you're staying in Girar, the problem is not the world, world anymore now. The problem is your own flesh. And what is the flesh lusting after? The flesh is lusting after the spirit and the spirit is lusting after the flesh and these two are contrary to one another and therefore what should you apply? You should apply what we call as the cross to your flesh. It is only when you apply the cross to your flesh the teaching of the word of God will become profitable to you. Because if you look at and everything, if you look at the teaching of Jesus uh, Matthew chapter 5, it starts with Matthew, Matthew chapter 5. It is impossible to live the, 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 the demands of Matthew chapter 5 unless until the, the cross has, I mean, the cross has been applied to your flesh. Unless the cross has been applied to your life, it is impossible for you to be poor in the spirit. Until the cross has been applied into your life, it is impossible for you to hunger and thirst after righteousness. Until the cross has been applied to your life, it is impossible for you to be meek. Until the cross has been applied to your life, you will not bless those who persecute you. Until the cross has been applied to your life, you will not rejoice when you are persecuted for righteousness sake. Until the cross has been applied to your life, you will still be lusting after in your eyes. Until the cross has been applied to your life, you will be angry without cause. Until the cross has been applied to your life, your prayers will be selfish and not and not uh, without motive. You will not pray, pray in secret. Until the cross has been applied to your life, you will not be able to fast in secret. Until the cross has been applied in your life, you will not be able to give in secret. Everything is the teaching of the cross, which is against the flesh. Okay. Have the mindset of the cross. Have the mindset of the cross. Cross mind. Not cross mind, cross mind. Matthew chapter 16. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. I look at, look at the KJV, okay. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things of God, but the things of man. Then he said unto his disciples, if any man come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. 
What is severing? Severing the things of man. The, the other translations will use the word. You're not mindful of the things of God, but you're mindful of the things of man. Why? The carnal mind is in enmity with God. And if you live according to the flesh, you will die. And if you by the spirit, put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So what does Gerar signify? Gerar signifies the fight of your flesh. And you have to fight your flesh in order for the, your spirit to grow. And that is how you sow in the spirit by applying the cross in your life. Having a pilgrim mentality. Okay. Philippians chapter 3. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. You see, every time you, they, he, Isaac wants to build, uh, dig a well, what happens? The Philistines are coming and contending with him. He calls, him, he calls it Essek. Why? What is, why, what is Essek? Strife. <laughs> he calls it Sitna. What is Sitna? Slander. Always, you you want to dig and dig and dig and dig. They're coming and covering. They're coming and covering. They're coming and covering. What is it? It's the flesh. What is what is uh, Isaac doing? He's moving, 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 moving spiritually, going to place after place after place and digging up the old wells of his father, the old ways, the ancient ways, and he's going back so that he can grow in his spirit. He's contending with his flesh. Contending with his flesh. Whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, whose glory is in their shame, and they set, ah, I like the word, they set their minds on earthly things. For we are citizens, pilgrims through this what land? Yes, bro, what land? Pilgrims through this barren land. Guide me thou. Oh great Jehovah. From which we eagerly wait. Philippians chapter 3 verse 20. For our citizenship is in heaven. From which we eagerly wait. For the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So what do we do? First Peter chapter 4. For as much then as Christ has suffered in the flesh. Arm yourself likewise with the same mind. For he that hath suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Oh my dear brothers, as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against your soul. In other words, declare a war and all out war against your flesh. All out. No retreat. You will be defeated. You will be subdued. Whatever it takes. That he no longer lift the rest of the line. Uh, rest of his time in the flesh in the flesh to the lusts of men but to the will of God who comes to the what what of men so who comes and asks about Rebecca huh? who comes and asks about Rebecca the men of the land it's a type the type of of the born again believer who is supposed to bear the seed of Christ and that has to be protected and that has to grow. And what you have to do, you have to have a sojourn mentality in that you have to war against your flesh. You know, other translations will use the word exile, prisoner mentality. In a prison, you don't ask about comfort. Whatever food they give, you eat. Even if it's got worms. See. You know, you should go to some messes in mess. We, I used to go to one mess in, uh, in Narayanguda. My friend used to live in a hostel. He used to go to a mess. 
क्या मेस था वो नाइस कॉकरोचेस इन द फूड एंड वॉट यू शू डू टेक द कॉक्रोच आउट एंड पुट द दाल एंड ईट एम चेस्ट नो चीप फूड ईट इट नो कंप्लेट then what did god say i will be with you and i will bless you we want the blessing of god without <laughs> contending with the flesh and not have it all conditional my brothers the lord will be with you and i will bless you last word for the day and the spirit of god came upon azariah the son of oded and he went out to meet asa and he said unto him hear me hear ye me asa and all judah and benjamin the lord is with you while you be with him <laughs> and if you seek him he will be fond of you but if you forsake him he will forsake you and look at the next verse now for a long season israel has been without the true god no they had a false god for sure without the true god without teaching priest and without the law God has given you the teaching. God has given you a teaching priest. God has given you the teaching of the true law concerning true righteousness and true holiness. So what do we do? Don't go back to the world and start subscribing to the methodologies and the principles of the world. So many people, and I'm at, I discuss with so many people, I look at their methodologies and I say, you don't apply it in, apply it in your job. If you're serious, my dear brother, if you're serious, you, if you want to do serious work, you don't apply this. You want to get a promotion? Hmm. You don't apply this. But all of a sudden when you come to the church, everything has to be sugary, neat, interesting, etc, etc, etc. So don't go. Because the world has no solutions to spiritual problems. And contend with your flesh. And start sowing in the spirit. And you will reap if you do not lose heart. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you once again for this time that you've given us. You're an awesome God. Your mercy endures forever. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would, Lord, continue to, Lord, teach us your ways, show us your paths, take away offense from our hearts. Oh, Lord, brother offended is harder to be one than a strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle, Lord. Get us out of our castles. Get us out of our graves. Get us out of our closets that we are made for ourselves in our minds. Subscribing to this, to the doctrines of men, to the commandments of this world, the, 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 the elementary, the rudimentary principles of this world. We are becoming captive to them, O Lord. Lord, enable us to guard our minds and let, enable us to only allow those things which are inspired by the Spirit of God and, by, and testified by the Word of God and by the person of Jesus. Guard us from error, especially in these last days and enable us to continue to sow in the Spirit. We thank you, we praise you, we give you glory. For in Jesus' name, Amen.